Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third edition of the Davis Duo Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by the guys that go for two sports network. As usual, I'm joined by my beautiful host, Kev. Kev, how are you doing today, buddy? Good. I think we got an exciting episode of a little mock draft action today. We do, we do, we do. We are joined today by one of our friends. I'm not going to introduce him just yet. I'm going to introduce him a little bit, but we're joined by a special guest today. Uh, we are going to be doing a 10, 10 man half point PPR draft, right? So we just kind of want to give you guys an idea of what we're looking at in terms of mock. Our special guest is taking the first overall pick today. I am taking the fifth overall pick today. And Kevin is taking the 10th overall pick. So you're really, we're really going to get a deep dive. We wanted to show you guys what we're thinking for all of our picks, whether you're in the beginning of the draft, the middle of the draft, or the end of the draft. So we're trying to give you guys a little bit of an insight into what we're thinking. Um, Kev, let's start with the, uh, the duo news, though, right? We got first bit of news I want to cover. Kev, we've talked about it before. You're a big Green Bay Packers fan. Today it was reported by Adam Schefter. Aaron Rodgers has told close friends and family that he is coming home to Green Bay to play in one final season with his teammates at Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers have been putting on their Instagrams, the story, Instagram stories, photos of them. It's them with Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan comparing themselves, talking about the last dance. Kev, what do you think about all this? Yeah, I mean, for fantasy football, this is best case scenario. I mean, we're going into drafts now uh, for the next month, the month of August here. Uh, we don't have to really think twice about picking Packers players. We know what we're going to get in that offense. It was the number one scoring offense last year. It's exciting news. And uh, then Aaron Rodgers will set sail into the sunset, probably with Devontae Adams. And uh, hopefully it's a happy ending for Packers fans. Uh, but we'll see. Hopefully Aaron Rodgers can get that last Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean... I think you and I talked about on episode one we did a few weeks ago. I never assumed Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to play. I always assumed that he was going to play. Um, so, you know, I'm excited for, about Aaron Rodgers playing. I'm just excited about the simplicity of it, really, because now we don't have to change everything. You know, when Cam Akers got hurt or, you know, th this bit of news about Michael Thomas, which we'll get to in a little bit, you know, things like that happen. You have to change all your rankings. Well, Aaron Rodgers coming back, it's just simple. It's, it's easy for us. I really appreciate that in terms of what Aaron Rodgers is doing for me. Aaron Rodgers, MVP last year, he's about to make $30-plus million. You can't really turn that down. He's too good to not play football, so I never assumed that he wasn't. But as you said, it's best-case scenario for fantasy. So going from best-case scenario to maybe worst-case scenario for you know our, our fantasy rankings we gave a few weeks ago is the news that came out of the New Orleans camp a few, uh, a few days ago is that Michael Thomas is starting this season on the PUP list for an operation that he did on his hurt ankle back in June. So, Kevin, fantasy impacts, obviously, this drastically changes, you know, where you're going to draft him. But, you know, your what is your thought process? How are you thought process for this? How are you analyzing this at Michael Thomas News? Yeah, with the PUP list, we talk about it a lot when training camps first start out. And there's guys who started in training camp. There's, you know, no question marks, really, with Amari Cooper. Even Saquon Barkley, that first week might be in question for him. But when it comes to Michael Thomas... He's going to have that big O, that out symbol, uh, next to his name for up to seven weeks. Uh, that's half the fantasy football season. That's a game changer. Uh, this is 
guy goes from being, you know, well, I'm looking at starters for the first seven okay. rounds and Michael Thomas won't be a starter. So I will take him in the eighth or ninth, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I mean. That's initial reaction. So I'd have to readjust my rankings at the time being. I haven't done that yet, but uh, I'm thinking eight or nine just spitballing, but it might be later even. So here's my problem with the Michael Thomas thing, right? Is so obviously his ankle was hurt bad enough that he needed to get surgery to repair it. But he didn't get this surgery until June. So this ankle kept him out for X amount of games last year, right? It kept him out a ton of games last year. And now we're going to draft. Like, so you're going to waste a ninth round pick on, you know, Michael Thomas, hoping he comes back after week seven, right? So it was reported today that uh, on PFF on Twitter that Michael Thomas is expected to make a return week seven. That is seven. That's half your regular season of not having Michael Thomas. And who knows how long it will take for Michael Thomas to even be back up to the plane ship that he was in. Really, right. for go, me to go off that too. Uh, what a lot of people aren't thinking about is there's a new quarterback. We don't even know right. who the quarterback's going to be, right. and they're building chemistry with other wide receivers that aren't Michael Thomas. And then this guy comes back. I I don't know. I yeah, eighth or ninth was pretty generous at first glance. So Michael Thomas is probably on my do not draft list just because of everything that you said. Everything I'm saying. So so that that's one thing I want to call this. And two other things I want to call it. The first thing is this, to me, really signifies that Taysom Hill is going to be the starting quarterback in New Orleans. I don't. I mean, who, who are they going to throw the ball to other than Alvin Kamara? They lost their tight end. Last, the, they lost Jared Cook this offseason. They lost Emmanuel Sanders this offseason, right? So, I mean, their second wide receiver is Traquan Smith. And he's spent a lot of time with Jameis Winston. I understand that. But I think this just so easily symbolizes that Taysom Hill is going to be the quarterback and they're going to do some kind of rushing attack. And the second thing I really want to call out is that I think Alvin Kamara slides into running back. Right now, I would take Alvin Kamara over Dalvin Cook. Just do like Dalvin Cook still has Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins that he's got to deal with. And Irv Smith, the tight end, who knows how good he's going to be. Alvin Kamara is the whole entire offense for New Orleans. I think he could have a Christian McCaffrey like year. I, I mean, if he had a thousand receiving yards, a thousand rushing yards, and fifteen touchdowns, I think that's easily conceivable with how this offense is going to look now. So I think Alvin Kamara slides into that running back two for me. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for the duo news. Let's go ahead and move into our next segment. Kevin touched on it. We're doing a mock draft. I said we're joined by a special guest. We're joined by a good friend. His name is Drewby. Drew, how you doing there, buddy? I'm great, guys. Happy to be here. Happy to be here, Drew. Thank you for setting up the mock draft for us. I appreciate that to all of our adoring fans out there. If any of you guys want to get into one of our mock draft episodes, let us know. We have seven more spots we can give out. Drew, you're starting with pick number one. I don't think we have to spend too much time thinking about it. Let's go ahead. Let's start off this mock draft. You got some time on the clock. Who are you picking? One, one, day one of the draft. I mean, there's no... There's no other option than Christian McCaffrey. Yes, he had a rough year last year being injured for most of it, but guys, he is the best. He is so dominant. He is the he is the wide receiver one on that team and the running back one on that team. He is so good. You have to go with him. So and who knows? Has, Sam Darnold might be good. <laughs> so, so that's what that's see. my question, right? So if Sam Darnold is good, they have enough weapons that you got to figure they're going to pass the ball more than they did a few years ago, right? Yeah. When Christian McCaffrey was healthy. So I think that might have, do you think that affects Christian McCaffrey? Do you think his injury history affects Christian McCaffrey at all? Or are you yeah. just full steam ahead? You know, this is what it is. Cause I mean, it's not like his injuries last year 
were torn ligaments or, you know, anything like that. It all seemed like relatively just like sprained shoulder. You know, you just got to heal from these things. Yeah, I mean, absolutely right. I don't think his injuries are, I don't think his injury problem from last year is going to, is going to carry on into this year. It would, I think if he's going to get injured this year, it's going to be a new one. And, but that's the case with every player, you know, you can't, you can't just draft players and just be like, oh, well, you know, what if an injury happens? I'm not going to draft him. I, his injury is not based off of, you know, anything super terrible, like you said, like a lim- ligament. So yes, one, one Christian McCaffrey's my pick. Have any comments, any questions, any concerns? Oh, there's the right, right pick there. Perfect. So the next couple of picks, so this is how we're going to do it. So Drew's going first overall. I'm going fifth overall, and Kevin is going 10th overall. So, when, you know, we each get a little bit of spiel about which pick we're picking. And in between, I'll read the picks that went. So, Drew went Christian McCaffrey. After that went Dalvin Cook. Then went Derrick Henry. And then went Saquon Barkley. I mean, Sleeper hasn't updated their uh, their ADPs yet. Uh, if I have Alvin Kamara at five, I just went on this whole spiel about how I view Alvin Kamara as running back two. Alvin Kamara is there at running back five if i'm picking in the top five top six you could probably persuade me to be top seven i'm picking a running back no matter what the value of having that early running back one who's going to dominate the touches is just so valuable and i don't know if you're going to get that past six or seven you know you're kind of reaching that border six we got jonathan taylor seven we got nick chubb kevin i have some pretty strong opinions about jonathan taylor so if i'm picking top six i'm going running back without thinking and luckily for me, it has Alvin Kamara there at pick number five. So I'm selecting Alvin yeah, Kamara. Yeah, if you're pick number five in September and Alvin Kamara's there, you're jumping for joy right now. Right. Uh, Alvin Kamara is going to be pick two or three uh, after that news. Uh, and then after Ross picks Alvin Kamara, uh, it goes Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Devontae Adams, and Tyreek Hill. So we got two wide receivers going at eight and nine. That leaves uh, me on the board with Ezekiel Elliott. Aaron Jones is a top running back. And then we fall with Travis Kelsey at tight end here at the turn. Uh, first pick doesn't really matter. Cause I'm getting another pick right after this. Uh, it's going to be Ezekiel Elliott. I'm going to go running back here. I think with Dak back that opens up some lanes for him. I take him over Aaron Jones uh, just because with Aaron Rodgers now coming back, that ball is going to be thrown a lot. And AJ Dillon, I think he's going to be a factor this year. Uh, coming in. So if you don't mind me saying something, Ezekiel Elliott going all the way up to 10 is so, so, so crazy. You know, I still think he's going to have a great year this year. I think that his output last year was entirely based off of the fact that Dak was out. Well, so running backs and wide receivers and fantasy re- depend on so many other positions, right? You know, like, like you just called out, uh, Dak being hurt and the offensive line being hurt is required for a running back to be successful, right? So that's what happened last year, and Zeke stunk. Right, but I don't know. I mean, Zeke has the most fumbles in the NFL since 2016. I I could see a world where, you know, Zeke has all these fumbling issues. He's getting another year older. I mean, he's gonna be 26, 27 this year. Tony Pollard's right there. Tony Pollard's so much better at catching and running with the. He's so much faster than Zeke. Right? They're just different kinds of running backs. I could see Tony Pollard coming in, having a little bit more say with it. And their defense is so bad in Dallas. They might have to throw the ball 50 times a game. So it's, I could see Zeke falling down to 10. But if I'm, I would not take, like, for instance, here in this draft, Team 8 went Devontae Adams. I would take Devontae Adams over Ezekiel Elliott, especially with the news that Aaron Rodgers is coming back, help, or coming back to the Packers. 
Um, I would take Devonta Adams and Tyreek Hill over Zeke for sure. Kev, yeah. you got the – oh, go ahead. Oh, and I, I, speaking of Devonta Adams, I kind of agree with you, Ross, in this situation because – and obviously this doesn't matter about anything, but Devonta Adams, I don't know if you guys saw, he got the 99 rank in Madden. That's true. So, you know, and that implies that they – that Madden thinks that he's the best wide receiver. That's true. Kev, you got the next pick. So we're doing a snake draft. We just completed the first round, so just a little recap of the first round. 1-1 one, one went McCaffrey. Then it went Cook, Henry, Barkley, Kamara. Second half of the draft went Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Devonta Adams, Tyree Kill, Zeke Elliott. Kev, first pick of the second round. Who are you thinking? Yeah, this one's kind of a no-brainer pick for me. Uh, I already locked up a running back. Next running back on the board, I might pick Aaron Jones here. Uh, but then Austin Eckler does not excite me. There's two other running backs there that have taken over those carries before on Eckler. Again, not high on him. I've talked about that before in previous podcasts. Uh, so the no-brainer to me is the for sure fire locking up my tight end position. It's going to be no questions later in the season. I have my tight end. So, so who, who did you go with? Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I <laughs> got it. Yep. Right, I, I agree. Uh, Travis Kelsey was good enough last year to be wide receiver, too. So I, I think when you're drafting guys like Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller and George Kittle, you know, that tier of tight ends, get out of your mind that they're tight ends because they're yeah. not. They're, they're so good. They're a different position. They're a wide receiver. They're, you know, don't play them at your flex, but they are flex worthy, right? So they're different positions than tight ends. You know, Travis Kelsey has been the number one tight end the past five years. In my mind, there's no one that can unseat him. And the value that you gain from having the number one surefire tight end that's going to get you 15 points a week or whatever that number is, is so valuable that I, I honestly would, like, I don't think I'm taking Travis Kelsey seven, but, like, let's look at team eight right now. He has Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs. If his team was Travis Kelsey and Stephon Diggs, I would feel probably a lot better about that. We'll have to see what he comes around in the third round. Uh, but to recap, so after Kevin picked Travis Kelsey, Austin Eckler immediately went off the board, then Stephon Diggs, then DeAndre Hopkins. And here's a surprise pick with number six, Antonio Gibson got drafted. So, I mean, Drew, Kev, uh, Drew, I'll come to you first. Antonio Gibson over Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon. Those those running backs are listed above them. Is that a reach? Is that too high? What do you think about that? I, I kind of want to say that's in the middle. You know, I, I think Gibson is probably a bit of a reach above Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is such a good running back. I know A.J. Dillon probably will see the field a lot more now, um, especially that um, Jamal Williams is now in Detroit. And I, I think, I think, I probably would have gone Aaron Jones, but I think Antonio Gibson's great. He kind of needs to get a little more touches, especially on the goal line. I know he had a lot of touchdowns last year, but uh, he was very touchdown dependent. But I don't think I'd ever touch Joe Mixon, to be honest. So, Yeah, again, Ross, I think the uh, perfect player landed on your lap here at pick five uh, yeah, with Kamara yeah. going you know, in your first round. Now you get... Aaron Jones, or you're probably going to take Aaron Jones here. He's yep. better than Gibson and Eckler. Uh, he should have been, you know, that second running or that first running back off the board in round two. Right. So here's my thought process with the AJ Dillon and Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams was on the field last year for the Packers 40% of the time. That seems like a very high percentage, but 
if a if Aaron Jones was as effective as he was with only a sixty percent snap count, I I mean even if AJ Dillon takes forty percent again, guess what? I'm still getting a top ten running back. He is a no brain. See, this isn't fair because if my actual fantasy football season started with Alvin Kamara and then Aaron Jones in the second round, I'd be insufferable. But I, I, as Kevin said, the it just fell into my lap. I couldn't not take him, so I got Alvin Kamara. And Aaron Jones is my one-two running backs. I couldn't be happier with this draft. Uh, let's recap the draft picks after mine. Immediately then went DK Metcalf, then Calvin Ridley, and then the team picking before Drew went Joe Mixon. Kev, DK Metcalf over Calvin Ridley. That surprises me a little bit. Would you have done that as well? Yeah, that definitely surprises me. Calvin Ridley... Uh, he's the guy who has a chance to be wide receiver one in fantasy football this year. DK Metcalf does not have that same luxury. So I would have picked Kelvin Ridley, honestly, ahead of probably Stefan Diggs, maybe ahead of DeAndre Hopkins. Kelvin Ridley should be the third wide receiver off the board this year. So it does surprise me that he went ahead of DK or after DK Metcalf. I don't disagree with you for, for just for a simple reason. So Stefan Diggs, um, they added Emmanuel Sanders. DeAndre Hopkins, they drafted Rondale Moore. They added A.J. Green. Now, granted, I don't know how effective these guys are, but they're going to get targets that didn't go DeAndre Hopkins' way and didn't go Stephon Diggs' way. There's all these rumors out in the Twitter world and everything saying Zach Ertz to Buffalo. So, I mean, obviously we're a month away. You know, we're a little bit more than a month away from draft day. So Stephon Diggs is still the alpha target right now. But if one of, you know, Emmanuel Sanders being added, Rondale Moore, it's just, I agree. I would have gone Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley has shown that he can be effective without Julio Jones. He did it all last year. So I agree. I, I probably would have taken Calvin Ridley, the third wide receiver off the board. I don't hate that. Uh, Drew, you are up next. What is your next pick, my friend? My next pick, uh, kind of in the same realm as Kevin, I'm going to go George Kittle. And the reason why I go George Kittle is what we talked about with these tight ends, how they are you got to stop thinking of them like, oh, it's just the tight end position. Everyone has crappy tight ends. You're right. Everyone does have crappy tight ends, except for the three people in the league who have Kelsey, Kittle, or Waller. I think any of those guys are going to be game changers on your team because it's the fact that you have them and the other teams don't. They're such a hot commodity. They're so, so, so good at the top, but then it really falls off. And I mean, there are some good ones after, but they're nowhere near in the same realm as the top three. So, you know, there's always that guy in a, especially in a 10 team league, there's always that guy who is like having to stream these crappy tight ends and they're getting maybe three points a a game out of them. So you don't want to be in that position. If the tight end falls in your lap, you really should jump for it. I agree. All right, Drew. So we're doing the snake draft. So let's yep. review. Let's review round two real quick. So Kevin started off this uh, draft. Kevin went Travis Kelsey, Austin Eckler, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Gibson. I then went Aaron Jones. Following Aaron Jones went DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, Joe Mixon, George Kittle. Drew started the third. You're up. Some interesting players on the board: Najee Harris, AJ Brown, Patrick Mahomes. So you already got a running back, got a tight end. Are you looking at the wide receiver? You look at the quarterback, or you looking at running back again? What are you thinking here, Drew? Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of options I can go with this. I can either go running back, wide receiver, or quarterback. You know, the best quarterback in 
the entire league is staring at me, calling my name. I really, really want to go him. But here's the thing about quarterbacks, especially in PPR leagues and, and stuff like that. You can you can really utilize a guy who's the fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh even quarterback and still have great weeks. So personally, it looks great, but I'm actually going to go with his teammate, Clyde's Edward Elair. I think he, I think he's got a lot of negative heat in his rookie season. Everyone puts so much pressure on him. He's a rookie running back, guys. I think I think he'll have a bounce back season. I think he'll be fine. And I think just another year of experience. I think he'll be a decent running back. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that, Drew. You needed to lock up another running back there because you would have been waiting until the last pick in the fourth round. There wouldn't have been any running backs on the board. So yep. it was Clyde or it was Najee Harris. I would have gone Clyde as well. You want the guy in the better offense. I think Kansas City has a better offense than the Steelers this year. So totally agree with that pick. Yeah, sure. the, and the Steelers have a rough offensive line. So Yeah, but so here's my counterargument to the rough offensive line. Saquon Barkley's rookie year, he had the 26th best ranked uh, offensive line. Nick Chubb's rookie year, he had the 27th best ranked offensive line. Christian McCaffrey's sophomore year, where he broke out, he had the 20th or the 30th ranked offensive line. So what's better for an offensive line than going on the attack instead of defending all the time? And that's running the ball, baby. And I think Najee Harris might run the ball 35 times a game. or so. Not, uh, not 35 times, obviously. But Najee Harris could run the ball, I mean, 25 times a game easily. Right, so yeah, I, and, I probably would have gone Najee Harris over Clyde Edwards-Helaire, but we're pulling teeth at this point. It was what, a toss-up. What Kevin said, it's it's a good argument, right? You want the you want running backs on good offenses. They're just scoring more. They have more opportunities, and if they're on good offenses, that means they're probably scoring a lot earlier in games. It means they're up late in games and just running the clock out. So that is a good that that's a good argument for Clyde Edwards-Helaire over Najee Harris. The argument that I have, of course, is volume, right? So it's volume over effectiveness. What would you rather have? I think that's a debate. I've always preferred volume. Kevin's always preferred effectiveness. It's fine. There's no right or wrong answer. They're just different. Um, following the draft after Drew went Najee Harris, then the wide receivers, A.J. Brown, wide receiver Justin Jefferson, and I am up next. So I got, I got, I got an interesting pick here. So I have Patrick Mahomes on the board. So I wanted to get my quarterback out of the way. Then there's DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, both sophomore running backs are supposed to have that explosive season after their rookie seasons. Or do I want to go tight end like Darren Waller? There's also some interesting wide receivers on the board. So Drew touched on it. I don't really want a quarterback this early. I think that's too high of a price to pay. Um, I'm, I'm, we're just kind of all singing the same tune here, gentlemen. We're going with it. I'm going to draft Darren Waller. I'm going to get my tight end position shirt up. I could have gone wide receiver there. I could have gone Keenan Allen, you know, could have gone Allen Robinson, something like that. But I, I feel confident that my next pick, you know, 10 picks later, I'll have a great uh, wide receiver option there in the fourth round. So I wanted to shore up my tight end selection. Uh, Kev, give me, give me a quick 30 second synopsis. What'd you think of that pick? Do you think it was a good pick there? Yeah, Darren Waller, I mean, you got two solid running backs locked up. Uh, you don't have to worry about running back in the third round after you got a top two uh, right there in Kamara and Aaron Jones. So following up with Waller, uh, when, you know, other running backs like David Montgomery were on the board and Patrick Mahomes, uh, at this point you're going to take maybe a decent wide receiver, but I think in round four you can get the same level wide receiver that you would have right. gotten in that round. So Waller that was, was the right pick. 
That's my thought process. Excellent. After Darren Waller went Terry McLaurin, David Montgomery, Patrick Mahomes went off the board, eighth pick in the third round, and then Michael Thomas. As we mentioned, the news of the PUP started today. I'm assuming that he is not going to go towards the end of the third. If you're picking into the third, don't pick Michael Thomas. Kev, you're up. Tenth pick of the third round, who you drafted? Yeah, when you go running back and then you follow it up with the best tight end, uh, you got to go running back again here, um, or I can do it at the start of my fourth round. It doesn't really matter since I have two picks back-to-back here. Uh, but I am going to lock up a running back. I see DeAndre Swift. I see J.K. Dobbins. I need another one to uh, fill out my running backs here for starters. Then I get into the guys that are a little bit more interesting for me, actually. Uh, later in the draft is Chris Carson, Josh Jacobs, and Miles Sanders. I'm going to go with the guy probably on the best offense, minus J.K. Dobbins, but I think there's a lot of room uh, for running backs and the quarterback on that team to run the ball. So I'm going to go with Chris Carson, reliable running back on a good offense. That's my pick there. I I, I don't disagree. You know, uh, two years ago, Chris Carson played eight games and he was on pace for a thousand yards. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sorry, a thousand yards rushing and about eight hundred yards receiving. I don't hate that. That's you know that's kind of his ceiling, right? And I think we saw his floor last season. And by what I mean by floor is it's not Chris Carson's talent level. It's what the Seattle Seahawks are willing to do with Chris Carson. And they just threw the ball a billion times last game, and their defense was never good enough to keep the running game engaged and keep it into the game. So Chris Carson only ran the ball, you know, about 12 times a game, but it didn't matter because guess what? He caught the ball a lot. So he still had over a thousand all-purpose yards last year. And I think that was really his floor. And we've seen the ceiling of 1800 all-purpose yards, you know, so it can really bounce in between the two. I'm comfortable taking Chris Carson, you know, that spot, you know, I, I would rather have Chris Carson over DeAndre Swift, just because like you said, it's the better offense and things like that. J.K. Dobbins kind of scares me because he doesn't have the receiving upside that Chris Carson has. So I can understand the argument to have Chris Carson over J.K. Dobbins. Kev, you're on the clock again. Quick little recap of third round before Kev goes. We had Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Najee Harris, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson. I went with Darren Waller, Terry McLaurin, Dave Montgomery, Patrick Mahomes, Michael Thomas. Kev rounds it out with Chris Carson. Kev, you're up again. Next pick, good sir. Yeah, this is uh, kind of a no-brainer again for me. I do have two running backs here, or I guess I should say four, the four that we already mentioned. Uh, but then I have two wide receivers. I do not have a wide receiver yet, and we got some of the top guys um, probably rounding out that tier one of wide receiver. I know when it comes back to me in round five, I won't have these tier one guys. The tier one guys on the board are Keenan Allen for me and Allen Robinson. The reason that I'm picking Keenan Allen here uh, is Allen Robinson is probably going to go through a quarterback change midway through the season. Allen Robinson, I know for those first few games, is going to have Andy Dalton. Usually he's not too quarterback dependent, but again, I just want Mr. Consistent. I'm going with Keenan Allen here. I saw what Justin Herbert did last year, so that's my pick. Nope, I think it's a good pick. I think, I mean, Keenan Allen is a PPR machine, right? I, I think we could see a season. So the offensive coordinator in San Diego is the offensive coordinator that was in New Orleans last year. I'm sorry, not the offensive coordinator, that new head coach. The head coach of the San Diego, uh, not San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers is the old offensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints. I think they're going to run a very similar offense. They have Austin Eckler there. They have Keenan Allen there. I think Keenan Allen could do 12 slants a game and get about 10 catches for a ton of yards, right? I think it's an effective pick. 
He's a big body wide receiver. He gets up, he gets the ball. After Kevin Pick, uh, Keenan Allen, it then went DeAndre Swift, then went J.K. Dobbins, then Allen Robinson, and then Jarrell Henderson went fourth round, fifth pick. So it's really in the middle of the draft in the fourth round. Kev, what do you think about that ADP? You think that's a little too high? You think that's okay where it is? It's okay where it is now. Uh, when it comes later into August and early September, when drafts are really starting to get going, uh, the Daryl Henderson hype train is just going to keep on gaining steam. I would not be shocked if he goes in the second or third round, and that's going to be too high for me at that point um, of the year, right before football kicks off. I, I, I don't disagree. I mean, Daryl Henderson was a third round pick, right? Two years ago or three years ago, and they drafted Cam Akers, Cam Akers the year after that. So they clearly don't view Henderson as an every down back. And he has injury history in his past. I'm not saying you shouldn't draft him because of his injury history. But if you're trying to decide between a J.K. Dobbins or a Henderson, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's something that would be a good way to decide it. I'm up next. I went running back, running back, then tight end. So I obviously have to go wide receiver here. Um, look at the wide receivers available. They have Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, who was starting the uh, camp draft on the pup list. Julio Jones and CeeDee Lamb are the first four wide receivers. Depending on how the offseason goes, I probably wouldn't make this pick. But right now, I'm going to pick Amari Cooper at this pick for a few reasons. One, Mike Evans, I don't trust the amount of mouths that need to get fed in Tampa Bay. And I'm not sold that Mike Evans is the best wide receiver on that team. Julio Jones, he scares me just because he's on a new offense. And then CeeDee Lamb... Really, it was a coin flip between Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb at that point. Which, whichever wide receiver I happen to like more at the current place, I like Amari Cooper more. I think he's more talented than CeeDee Lamb. He's been in the NFL longer. I think that experience will help him. And those games where Dak and Amari Cooper connect is just incredible. So there's going to be a lot more of that. I'm excited to see what Dak and Amari Cooper do. Uh, picks after me went Josh Jacobs, Josh Allen, another quarterback in the fourth round. So that's interesting. We had Patrick Mahomes in the third, Josh Allen in the fourth. And then Miles Sanders drew 10th pick of the fourth round. Who are you going with here, my friend? You know, I need a, I need a wide receiver. It's obvious. I went running back, tight end, running back. And there are some great uh, wide receivers. And I'm not going to talk about the Tampa Bay guys. I agree wholeheartedly with Ross. I tend to avoid them anyway. You know, Mike Evans has a, some pretty bad injury history. And Chris Godwin has his fair share of beat up hands and whatnot i will say i wanted to go josh allen i think that i think team three drafted perfectly there josh allen is so good and he's got uh so many great great wide receivers to just catch the ball and the big part he has no run there's no run game he's the running back essentially on that team so that's a great pick but i am gonna go julio jones Shout out to Ross because he's a huge Julio Jones guy. Love me some Julio. I think he's just going to have a good year. I, I'm not expecting like Devonte Adams numbers out of Julio Jones. It is a new team, a new offense. But sometimes you just need to get out of a bad situation to be truly good again. And that's what I think Julio Jones will be going through. All right, perfect. Uh, to save time, we're not going to keep recapping the fourth round. We will post a photo of our draft board on our website. I would recommend, as you're listening, if you have any questions, just kind of give a quick look at our draft board so you can kind of tell where we are. Drew with Julio Jones, starting the fifth round, Drew. Who are you going with, my friend? I'm going Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray has 
was such a good quarterback last year. I think he was for a long stretch of the season was the quarterback one. Um, he was excellent at running the ball. He can throw the ball. I think sometimes he might've had a little bit of, I don't know, miscommunication with his, some of his wide receivers, but for the most part, he's very, very good. He is an excellent player and I, I'm happy to have him on my team. I mean, Kyler, Kyler Murray was quarterback number one before he went down with injury last week in uh, week 12, I believe it was. I mean, to have 12 weeks of QB1 on your roster is not a thing to be upset about. Kev, you got any, any quarrels with that pick? No, absolutely. Right pick. All right, perfect. After, after Kyler Murray went Mike Evans, Mark Andrews, and Chris Godwin. So I think, I think that's an important draft strategy I want to call out. With Drew draft strategy, he talked about how he didn't like the Tampa Bay wide receivers. And he talked about how, and he had George Kittle, so he didn't need to go Mark Andrews. I think that's important whenever you're doing these drafts. If you're, if you're doing, if you're in the fifth round and you don't have a tight end yet, and Mark Andrews is on the board, Drew or Kev, Kev I'm going to ask you this question. I'm sorry, Kev, would you go Mark Andrews over Kyler Murray just so you can have your tight end slot solidified? Because I think, you know, after Mark Andrews and after Kyle Pitts, there's a massive drop off in tight ends. Yeah, if I didn't have a tight end yet. Uh, or a quarterback. I'm picking Mark Andrews over a quarterback because we still have guys like Lamar Jackson on the board for quarterback, Dak Prescott, uh, Justin Herbert. We still have those three quarterbacks on the board. They're probably going to go even in the sixth round. So plenty of quarterbacks still there. Yep, Kevin, that was an incorrect statement. Lamar Jackson is not going to be there in the sixth round because I am going to draft Lamar. No, I'm not. I lie. I just saw somebody else on the board. Oh, a little audible. I am drafting DJ Moore the wide receiver out of Carolina. And the great reason audible. I did that, great audible, great audible. And the reason I did that is just because CD lamb was still available on the board. I already had Amari Cooper, so I didn't want CD lamb. I know Lamar Jackson's already on the board. Whenever I look at the quarterbacks on the board, we have guys like Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, and Justin Herbert, right? So if I waited around, you know, I couldn't get a player as good as DJ Moore. But I could potentially get a player who's just as good, if not better, than Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, or Russell Wilson. You know, let Russ cook. We'll see what happens there. After I picked, went CeeDee Lamb, and then Lamar Jackson went. Team 8 picked Robert Woods, and then Team 9 picked Travis Etienne, the running back out of Clemson who got drafted by Jacksonville in the first round. Kevin, you are up with the last pick of the fifth round. Yeah, I think any time that a running back's at the top of the board, right now we got Miles Gaskins and Kareem Hunt as the next two picks. Um, you can never have enough running backs on your team. I'll say it time and time again, you can never have enough. Uh, that seems like the position here for me. Again, I get two picks in a row, so it's a no-brainer for me to get one of these running backs because then we're going to do a little bit of a drop-off and get more running backs that have more question marks the later we get. Kareem Hunt, solid number two guy. If, for whatever reason, Chubb does not play a game this year, Kareem Hunt's workload is going to increase massively, so Kareem Hunt's my pick here. Right. So the way that I view Kareem Hunt is if Nick Chubb gets hurt, he's a league winner. If Nick Chubb doesn't get hurt, he's a solid flex option. You could probably start every week. Maybe yeah. not against like Pittsburgh, but whatever. That's fine. I just won't start him against Pittsburgh. Everybody else I'll probably play him against. He also tends to play a lot in the fourth quarter. They generally will pull Chubb out and, you know, because he would have done the first three quarters. And then it's the Kareem Hunt show as well. So. If you really like a good garbage time touchdown, Kareem Hunt is your guy. Yep, I agree. Kev, first pick of the sixth round. Who are you thinking, buddy? I'm probably thinking wide receiver here. Again, I have tight end. It's still too early for me on quarterback. 
Um, so I'm going to go wide receiver. Wide receivers on the board, Kenny Galladay, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup. No-brainer for me this year with Matt Stafford playing. Again, Robert Woods just went off the board, but a guy who could score just as many points, if not more, is going to be Cooper Cup. So that's who I'm going here. Yeah. So here, so teams like Tampa Bay and Dallas and the Rams, I view Mike Evans and Chris Godwin essentially the same, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb essentially the same, and Robert Woods and Cooper Cup essentially the same. Just of those wide receivers, in my mind, pick whichever one that you like more. I don't, I mean, one of I mean, them pick is whoever falls farther. <laughs> I, yeah, that's true too. I think, I think one of them is going to hit. I don't know which one, but I've mentioned it in the previous episodes that the difference between wide receiver one on a team, wide receiver two is 1300 yards and eight touchdowns for wide receiver one or a thousand yards and four touchdowns for wide receiver two. If you're taking a coin flip on these guys in the fifth and the sixth rounds, just picking whichever one you like more, you already have theoretically. You already have your other wide receiver fought shored up, right? So Drew didn't want to take that risk, even though he had Julio Jones already shored up, but he already had such a strong team before. I took that risk with Amari Cooper just because I think Amari Cooper is going to be great. And I knew in that next pick in the fifth round, I could still get a quality wide receiver. And Kevin just had Cooper Cup drop to him. So Kevin couldn't be happier. Drew couldn't be happier. And I couldn't be happier in the situation. All three of us could be correct or all three of us could be wrong. But, you know, we'll just see how it plays out. After Kevin went, it went Miles Gaskins. Kyle Pitts went the tight end rookie out of the Falcons. I'm glad I got Darren Waller when I did because I was going to wait for Kyle Pitts in the sixth round and I would not have gotten him. So that's a good piece of knowledge to have. This is why you do mock drafts, ladies and gentlemen. After Kyle Pitts with Adam Thielen and Kenny Galladay. And my audible has paid off for me. I was thinking about going Lamar Jackson. I paused because I like DJ Moore. With the combination possibility of Dak Prescott. Well, Dak Prescott slid to me. I think Dak Prescott is incredible. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's been throwing the ball 50 billion times this year because his defense is terrible. After me went Brandon Ayuk, Deontay Johnson, and Tyler Lockett. Drew, last pick of the sixth round. You just went Kyler Murray in the last round. You have two running backs and a tight end. I'm assuming you're going wide receiver here. Who are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to go Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase being on Cincinnati, I think he was such a he's so, he was such a good player 2 years ago. He took this past season off. Um but I think he's he's just so good and I think hopefully him and Joe Burrow they'll be able to really uh match up in Cincinnati. And apparently Joe Burrow is throwing it deep. So So so, Drew, I have a question for you. So, if you took my route, if you paused and waited around on quarterbacks, you know, you got Justin Herbert there. You got Russell Wilson still there. I mean, do you – so, here's my question. Do you like Kyler Murray more than Russell Wilson, or do you like Jamar yes. Chase more – you didn't let me finish. Do you <laughs> like Jamar Chase more than, like, Mike Evans? Because in this world, you could have Mike Evans right now with your quarterback being Russell Wilson. Are you happy with that Kyler Murray Jamar Chase outcome? I really am. And I think I, I'm here. This is obviously a risk, but I'm hoping Jamar Chase will have kind of like a uh, Justin Jefferson type season for his first year. And I think he has the ability to do that. Um, but I'll just move on to my next pick. Yep. Um, uh, I'm going to go with good old Mike Davis. Mike he's the, Davis. He's the okay. only running back in Atlanta. I think that he might have to use him, utilize him a little bit more. He was excellent when uh, Christian McCaffrey was out last season, 
And I think it's the smart play. So hopefully, hopefully he'll be able to do that. And like Kevin says, you can never have too many running backs. Yep, I, I don't disagree with anything that you said there, Drew. Uh, but just, you know, food to thought, we are still a month away. And the Atlanta Falcons could easily bring in another running back. But if they yeah. don't, right now, I like Mike Davis there a lot. This, I like I, this... I like Mike Davis there more than I like Travis Etienne in the fifth round. And that was two rounds ago. You know, Travis Etienne's fight with James Robinson. Who knows what's going on there? Mike Davis this... is not. I was, I'm doing this. The, I'm doing this mock draft as if the league started tomorrow. So that's okay. that was the mindset. Yep, I agree. I agree. No, I agree. After Drew went TJ Hawkinson, uh, the very next pick, then Chase Edmonds, Justin Herbert, and now I am up. So my, my roster is almost full, right? My starting roster is almost full. I got two running backs, a tight end, two wide receivers, and a quarterback, right? So I now, I now need to pick my flex. So I can either have a tight end, a wide receiver or a running back. So really it's just whoever I like. So I have a rule about my flexes is I never play a second tight end, right? So I never play another tight end. So I'm not going tight end as well as there's no tight ends that I want on my roster. So here are the players that I'm really looking at. I'm looking at T Higgins, Odell Beckham, Javante Williams, or Chase Claypool or Melvin Gordon. Those are the five players I'm really looking at who I'm going to draft, who I think has the highest upside and if you're in a keeper league, has a ton of value right here, is the rookie running back, Javante Williams. So he's the running back out of Denver. He's out of North Carolina. There's been reports out of tra training camp. The Denver beat writers are saying Javante Williams is going to be the running back one in Denver. I think their defense is going to be improved. Their offensive line is improved. Their quarterback situation is a headache. I'm not going to deny that, but we'll overlook that. So right now we're going Javante Williams. After Javante Williams went Russell Wilson. James Robinson, Horton Sutton, T. Higgins, and Kevin, you are up, good sir. Yeah, we're getting to that point in the draft now where there's not many guys that you're excited to pick, but you might just want to pick the most consistent guys on the board. Uh, for that instance, I'm going with a guy who's on a good offense. Again, you can never have enough running backs. Right now I have three locked up, and I'm going to lock up another one here with, again, a good offense, and that's going to be Ronald Jones. Uh, we saw that guy break out for a few runs last year, so that would be my pick. Yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, I I don't like any players on Tampa Bay this year except for Tom Brady. But that being said, we're now later in the drafts. You're looking for ceilings. You're looking for floors. And if you want to go running back there, I, I, the running other running backs available right now are Melvin Gordon, Raheem Mostert, and Damian Harris. Those are the first three. Um, I have no problem picking Ronald Jones over any of those three. So that's my thought process. I think a lot of us would agree. I think the fantasy football world would agree. So let's not spend too much time speaking about it. Kev, you're up next. First pick of the eighth round. Where are you leaning to, my friend? Yeah, I mean, we're in the eighth round, and nobody's talked about the MVP of the league last year. Uh, this guy we know is playing in Green Bay next year. Uh, so it's going to be Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers locking up my quarterback here in the eighth round. Again, this guy has the ability to make as many points as, you know, the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allens when it comes to fantasy football. Yep, I don't disagree. After that, we have Odell back. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, let's spend a little more time talking about Aaron Rodgers, actually. It's crazy to me that Aaron Rodgers, the MVP of football, um, isn't ranked higher. Do you think that's ADP just because no one knew if he was coming back to camp? Or, I mean, his, it feels like his ADP is always kind of low like I that. I think, yeah, I think that's going to be where his ADP stays. I mean, we have two, only two teams that don't have quarterbacks right now in this draft. 
All the other quarterbacks ahead of him, though, are, you know, those flashy, young, exciting guys that people are waiting for a breakout season. But the thing is, quarterbacks just score a lot of points. These guys have already broken out. Kyler Murray, Herbert, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, they've already broken out. They're already at their ceilings. You know, it just depends who's going to get five more touchdowns thrown by the end of season. Last year, that happened to be Aaron Rodgers. He probably won't do it again this year. But again, in the eighth round, I'm taking that. Right, for sure. Don't disagree. After that, we had Odell, Melvin Gordon, Dallas Goddard, Raheem Mostert. So I am up. So I have my whole entire starting lineup filled. I have my running back situated. I have my flex being a running back. Uh, Who is available on the board now? We have Chase Claypool, DJ Shark, and Noah Fant are the first three players off the board. So I'm looking at my roster, right? I'm looking at players available. I have a few options here. I could go backup wide receiver. You know, I could go with Chase Claypool to sit on my bench behind my DJ Moores and my Amari Coopers. I maybe put Chase Claypool at my flex. If I look at running backs, though, right, there's Damian Harris. His ADP is rank 82, which means he's not coming back to me if I don't select him. And the running backs following that are David Johnson, Leonard Fournette, and Trey Sermon. So for that reason, I'm going Damian Harris. To not, not to sound like a broken record. But it can never have enough running backs as well as if, if Mac Jones is the starter come week one, which we don't know what's going to happen yet. That Damian Harris pick is looking like the steal of the draft. Uh, Kevin, what are your thoughts? Drew, what are your thoughts? I just think it's a good pick. Absolutely. Yep. All right. It's a solid pick. We don't need to spend too much time talking about the eighth round guys. After Damian Harris went Noah Fant, Chase Claypool, and Jalen Hurts, the quarterback out of the Philadelphia Eagles, Drew. Last pick of the eighth round. What you thinking? Uh, I'm going to go with a player that I had had in a couple of my leagues last year. He was very, very good. He was not even drafted in most leagues for whatever reason. But he, but I'm going to go with Robbie Anderson. And another reason why I like Robbie Anderson is because he's actually had time playing with, um, uh, with Aaron Darnold. So. They know each other. They know how to play with each other. I think they will have great chemistry on the field. And we know that Robbie Anderson, is he still has it. So uh, I think that's a great pick, especially with the other wide receiver situation. The only one really is DJ Moore. So right. Absolutely. Right. I, I don't just, and I'll, I mean, I want to take a minute. Let's pause for a hot sec. I want to talk about how. You know, we talked about getting running backs earlier in the draft, and here is a big reason why. So, Robbie Anderson had 1,000 yards receiving last year. He went with the 10th pick in the 8th round. Of the running backs available right now, none of them have ever had 1,000 yards in their career. Or, I mean, so, you know, they never had 1,000 yards in their career except for David Johnson, and he did that like six years ago. So this really speaks to the importance of that round nine, that round 10. You know, you can get wide receivers that will get a 1,000 yards and be decent. You can play them every now and then. But running backs, you really won't. So that's why it's important to get your running backs early. Get them early. Get them off them. Drew, first pick of the ninth round. What you looking at, my friend? Um, I'm going to go with Trey Sermon. I think it, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a risk, but... That running back situation has not been great in San Francisco for a long time, and I feel like if it goes south for um, if it goes south for who's uh, for Raheem Mostert, I think I think Trey Sermon might actually end up having 
the starting job maybe midseason. So here, here is my only like problem with that is that the fact that um, Trey Sermon, like you just said, has to have an injury happen for him to become the starting running back, right? So I just would have like David Johnson or, you know, yeah, I mean, I guess, they, yeah, actually look at the other running backs on the list. They're not that great either. So we're just going to bypass all of those guys. After Drew picked Trey Sermon, went DJ Shark, Jerry Judy, Juju Smith-Schuster. I am the next pick. I'm looking at who's available on the board. I see names like Debo Samuel and Devontae Smith. I'm not going to lie. I really wanted Jerry Judy with his ninth pick due to his upside. That's okay. We're just going to slide him in with another young wide receiver out of Bama. We're going Devontae Smith. Ninth, ninth round. Obvious wide receiver number one. Has chemistry with his quarterback already. Kev, you have the last pick we're doing of this mock draft. We're just getting through nine rounds. This is a little bit shorter of an episode. After we finish this selection, we're going to auto-draft for the rest of the draft, put it on our website, and we'll produce the mock draft for you guys to see. Kevin, last pick of the draft that we're publishing for this pod. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm on the same page with uh, you, Drew, and uh, Ross as well. Uh, just ninth, tenth round is when you start taking the flyers on the rookies because you know what you're getting out of all these other guys. You've seen them play before. You know they're not the studs that you're going to start. But these rookies later in the year, uh, these are the guys that you might start due to injury, or maybe they just had a good last quarter, so they're getting more play time. Uh, in this instance, I don't love the offense, but again, rookie running back, you never know what he's going to do. I'd go with Michael Carter here. I like that pick. Yep, and I don't disagree. High inside on rookies. Just, I think- just one quick thing. I know that we are, I know we're ending it here, but guys, remember, there are some great players who can do you a job in the team. They're obviously fall into that sleeper category where you don't really know if they're going to have a great season, but there definitely are some diamonds in the rough. There always is. Don't get discouraged if your team kind of looks a little shaky because if you do the research, you'll be able to see there are still some great guys out there. I mean, I'm just going to say it. I have the last comment. I like my draft the best out of anybody's. Alvin Kamara and Aaron Jones followed me in those picks where I have fifth overall pick is incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this edition of the Davis Duo Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you to Drew for joining us for this episode. Any of our adoring fans out there, if any of you guys want to join us for an episode to sit down on us and talk to mock drafts for us, we'll at least do two more mock drafts before this season actually start so if you want to do it with us just let us know more than happy for you to join got any questions comments or concerns tweet us text us snapchat us comment on our website where we post on youtube and you can listen to this podcast where all podcasts are available ladies and gentlemen thank you we appreciate you